1: Welcome back to Miles Away. This is your host, Zach Hoenig. So today we are digging deep on Singapore. There's a lot to unpack there, I would say. Singapore is a, a tiny uh, city-state. But there is an awful lot to do, and as we'll dig into a little bit more in the podcast today, uh, there's even a few side trips to different countries you can take. So today we have Emily McNutt, our global news editor, joining us again. Welcome, Emily. Thanks, Zach. And our our global reviews editor. Can I call you global reviews editor, Nick? Yeah, we're going to go with that. Okay, Nick Ellis, our our global (laughs) reviews editor. Welcome back to the podcast. Thanks, Zach. So both of you guys have been to Singapore. How how many times have you been there? Let's see, Emily. Emily.
2: I, I've been once, but okay. I was there for six days. Six so days. So a pretty solidly long trip.
1: Okay. I've probably taken six one-day trips, so I think that we're, <laughs> we're on the same page yeah. How about you, Nick? I've,
3: I've been twice. The first time was for about 12 hours, and the second
1: time was for about two or three days. So those sound yeah. like <laughs> mileage-run trips. Were they yeah, mileage-run the, trips? the
3: first one was a mileage-run for sure. We, we had a choice between five and 12 hours, and we chose 12, so... Happy I did.
1: Okay, so aside from mileage running and stop overing, stopping over en route to another Southeast Asian destination, what brings you to Singapore? Why would you recommend that someone go?
2: Yeah, I think Singapore is such a cool destination because you think of it and you think of this sprawling metropolis, kind of tall buildings, lots of glamour, kind of crazy rich Asians type lifestyle.
1: And crazy rich Asians, it's probably a reason a lot of people are going to.
2: Yeah, I, I can imagine that travel to Singapore right now is crazy because of crazy rich Asians. But I think that it's a great place to go if you're looking for something that is very much an Asian influence, but it's also very... Western in the way that many of the buildings are in much of the way that um, the
1: architecture the cuisine yeah
2: exactly you have a mix of everything because there's so much influence from british influence and uh, i mean China, just all around asia Malaysia, so yeah. you get a really nice mix um while you're there which it's, is it's kind cool. of a
1: good intro to asia I would yeah say, right? i would say that and and there's a lot of Indian influence as yes. well. Great a big Indian, Indian food. population, a lot of very good Indian food. Yes,
2: yes, Michelin starred Indian food for cheap. Oh, I didn't even know about yes. that.
1: Okay, need to add it to my list for next time. How Little about you, India's Nick? Great. What, what what brings you to Singapore, and or will bring you back?
3: Yeah, I love the the contrast of the hyper modern skyline, like at Marina Bay Sands and all that kind of stuff, and the Merlion that whole area. But then, you know, back off the Mer, like the bay is little India and Chinatown and little neighborhoods where you get a really authentic feeling city. It's a lot of influences from all over the world.
1: So I've been to Singapore a bunch of times now. I think I've lost count. You know, there's so many opportunities (laughs) in in our line of work to to go to Singapore, Singapore Airlines launch events, new new routes, the new world's longest flight, uh, which we'll talk about a little bit in the second segment. But I'm going to say about a dozen times I've been there and each time it grows on me a little bit more. I'd say the first time I went, I'm like, uh, I don't really want to spend another couple of days here. You know, it feels there's so many Australians here. It, <laughs> you know, it, it, it doesn't really feel like a, a genuine, you know, Asian destination. Um, but then the second time and third time, each time I went, I really I discovered there's a lot more to it, and there's just so much to do. There's hiking. There's excursions that you can do. Yeah. I haven't actually done that that side uh, boat trip to Indonesia, but you can actually you can do a day trip to, yeah. to Indonesia, which is pretty crazy.
2: It's wild, and it's so cheap, too, which is great for budget travelers, but also if you're not traveling on a budget, it's still a really enticing you know, day trip to Indonesia. So Singapore is partly surrounded by water. And you take a ferry from right on the bay to Batam, which is an Indonesian island. It's closest to Singapore. It's about a 30 to 40 minute ferry ride.
1: Wow, that is close.
2: It's really close. And you feel worlds away, which is cool. So if you're in Singapore for, you know, five days, six days longer, and you want to get away and you want to do something a little bit of break from the city, it's a really nice day trip. And there are packages that you can buy through hotels right on Batam. I did one with uh, the Turi Beach Resort. And for a day trip package, it's $55 a person, including round-trip ferry. You get access to their beach, you get access to their pool, you get a lunch, and there's a bar. It's really incredible for only 55 bucks. Wow, okay. And you feel like your world's away.
1: Yeah, definitely. So you were there six days. I mean, it definitely helped you break up your, your stay, I
2: would say. For sure. It was a nice break from, you know being constantly surrounded by concrete to be right on the water and it's it's pretty picturesque
1: we we say new york is a concrete jungle but singapore really i mean it's in the middle of the jungle and it literally is, is a concrete, concrete jungle, jungle. Yeah.
3: yeah
2: literally <laughs> Nick, and then, I, yeah
1: i think i, I cut you
3: off were you? oh and not to mention getting away from singapore's prices Oh, for food that's and drinks. besides at the hawker yeah. centers
1: yeah and that's important to note because a lot of people think that southeast asia just as a whole is very reasonable and you know you can buy food for well the food's still pretty cheap in, in singapore but yeah. it, it can get pricey i know i went to a hawker center and got a whole chili crab and i think it was it was like 80 us dollars or something wow it, it, wow. it was a little bit much but if you go to, I i went to a one of those restaurants in the dark I don't know if you've ever done that before.
3: Oh, where you eat fully in the dark? Everything it, is, yeah, yeah, it's completely
1: in the dark. Oh, you have wow. no idea what you're eating. The servers are, are actually blind, but, you, I mean, you feel like you are when you're there. You can see it's pitch black. But Singapore has basically everything to offer, everything that you can, every type of cuisine, every type of activity. The only thing it doesn't have is cool weather. It's it's <laughs> yeah, un- <laughs> always unbearable sometimes. Humid. Yes. Right. Humid and... All year round seems like the rainy season. Yeah, like, yes. but it's
2: spotty usually. When I was there, it would rain for a couple hours a day, and then it would clear right up and then be extra humid. Right,
1: yeah, yeah. But, I mean, I've, I've been caught in the middle of a monsoon, and yeah. you, just, you don't know when it's going to happen. And
2: it's not even like your phone, the hourly weather app in the morning will show you so you know to prepare for it. It shows it, you
1: rain all day. Yeah, <laughs> or it
2: just, the monsoon shows up immediately, and you're kind of stuck without Anywhere to go mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that yeah. happened to me.
1: I've I've stood in a many a hawker center waiting for the rain to pass, and it just takes a, a few minutes. I mean, it's it kind of comes to yeah. goes. But well, who would you recommend a trip to Singapore for? Obviously, anyone flying through Southeast Asia or to other destinations in Southeast Asia, especially from the U.S., you know, there's a good chance that you'll pass through Changi Airport. But aside from you know a day day stopover or maybe an overnight, you know, who who should pick Singapore as a destination?
3: Yeah, I've been recommending it strongly to people like my parents who haven't been to Asia yet. Like we said earlier, perfect acclimation city for Asia um, because you can have all the comforts of home, so to speak, but you're right there in the middle of Southeast Asia. So, you know, when you dig a little deeper and you get a little bit farther out from the main city center, you're going to, you know, get those elements that, that are more typical to the region.
1: Right. Yeah. I mean, especially if you're trying to introduce yourself to, to the cuisine. Americanized, we hear a lot about Americanized Chinese food, for example, which is very different than the, the food that you'll find in China. But if you're if you've never traveled throughout uh, Asia before, I think Singapore is a, a really good place to discover a lot of you know cuisines, um, authentic cuisine. And then if, if one day you're like, you know what, I really just want a pizza or, you know, I, I want totally. a delicious yep. French meal. That's something yeah, that you can exactly. get there, Yeah. which is kind of crazy. The one thing that really surprised me about Singapore, uh, and after you've been, it probably won't surprise you anymore, but casinos are really popular there. So there's there's uh, one main casino, the Marina Bay Sands Hotel, that we'll, we'll talk about in, yeah. in segment two. But a lot of people from the region go to Singapore to gamble, which is, you know, it's kind of nice because it keeps people... Off of the you know the, the trails and out of the parks and things mm-hmm. like that because you know if they're there to gamble and shop that's that's kind of the focus. But did you visit any casinos during your Singapore trips?
2: Not a big gambler. I did not.
1: No, no I didn't even
3: realize that gambling was big there. Oh, I saw, yeah. I mean, I went through the casino at Marina Marina Bay Sands, but that was about it.
1: It's all over the place, and there's actually a Universal Studios too. Which oh is wow! Kind of a, oh, yeah, in Sentosa. So Sentosa is interesting. Sentosa is an island uh, just, just off, well, it's part of Singapore, um, but there's a, a bridge, a footbridge that you can walk over or, t- or take a taxi there. There's a whole bunch of hotels. It has a completely different feel. You don't really feel like you're in the concrete jungle anymore. It has more of a jungle vibe, and there are beaches, and there's the W there. I think there's the Meridian. Uh, there's, there's a lot of chain hotels.
3: Yeah, I've noticed that in that the Capella Resort. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. They Where the oh. famous summit. The
2: famed...
1: I completely forgot yes. about that now. Yeah. The, f- the famed Trump Kim Summit, summit. In, in Singapore. Yep. And the Capella Hotel actually wrote about this. They have a special um, package you can do. You can spend yeah. a lot of money yes. and <laughs> get a tour of the, some of the venues if that's something <laughs> that you're after. Uh, so,
2: Singapore is a little something for everyone. <laughs> uh, li-
1: literally every, every single person will find something yes. to see and do in Singapore. So we've got a lot more to talk about uh, in the second segment. I want to talk about flight options, of which there are many and points hotels as well. So stay tuned. We'll be right back.
0: Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions for Memorial Day, get 15% off your borough purchase at burrow.com/acast and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com/acast.
1: So we are back with Emily McNutt, our global news editor at tbg and nick ellis our global reviews editor talking about singapore which is a destination many of us kind of find ourselves in uh, even if we don't intend on on visiting it specifically and the that's reason, how it always happens it's <laughs> it does it happens that's my first visit to singapore happened that way and probably my my third and fifth and seventh but the reason for that is there's just so many flights uh now from the u.s to singapore mm-hmm. uh connecting on so if you want to go to bali even if you want to go to parts of australia like perth you know a connection in Singapore can make a lot of sense so Nick you were talking about you did that mileage run so that was on Delta was it Delta all it was the Delta way?
3: metal all the way through because a few of their remaining fifth freedom place fifth, well they're not they used to have a, a full hub at Narita mm-hmm. and they did Bangkok and Manila and Singapore and like Shanghai and stuff now it's mainly just manila and singapore
1: okay so they do they do to uh, tokyo narita to, to manila and singapore yes yeah so, so you did there's a, a fifth freedom on delta uh, yeah you, i know yeah, you, yeah united used to offer uh, hong kong singapore but now that they have non-stops from from uh, san francisco they've, they ended they've that. Kind of eliminated yeah. that speaking of san francisco that's probably the the best connected u.s city i would say to to singapore there's sometimes two daily united flights and um, some days a week, there's also two daily um, Singapore flights from San Francisco. And Los Angeles as well has, uh, I believe, one daily uh, Singapore flight. But the one that really stands out now is the the new world's longest flight, uh, well, the original mm-hmm. world's longest flight, and it has returned. It is uh, Singapore 21 is the flight number, and that's from Newark to Singapore nonstop. And depending on the day, it can be up to 19 hours. Oof. That is a the long one.
2: Definitely want to be up front for that.
1: Yes. Well, they so they don't actually have economy at all on the plane. They have um, they have business class and then they have premium economy. But I have to say, I did the world's longest flight and premium economy kind of feels like coach. I did fly business class, but I pack, poked on back there a few times and it's a really big cabin of premium economy. Mm-hmm. So it, it didn't feel all that different than a regular coach experience. So if you can, I would pay or redeem miles to, to fly up in business class.
2: And Singapore has been releasing quite a bit of availability for... For that
1: they have a lot of availability yeah especially premium economy but i've seen a lot of business class awards as well important to note though if you are flying singapore airlines including the fifth freedom flight so there are some one-stop flights uh for example they do houston to i believe it's manchester and then manchester to is it manchester i think so Nick, it, nick's it, like almost it sh- was it was Manchester. And then they changed it, but I think it is oh. still Manchester. Okay, well, let's say it's Manchester. It's somewhere in Europe, so it stops in, yeah. in Europe. It's in the A350 remember. and continues on to Singapore. There is, of course, the JFK uh, Frankfurt Singapore on That's the A3. That's what I flew. Yeah, I just did that as well. I did it in sweets. That was my first oh, nice. uh, suites flight. I
2: was in premium economy. It was their <laughs> first premium economy Uh, Oh, I remember that. And then on the
1: return, that's when you upgraded. I upgraded
2: using points from premium economy on a paid fare to business. Which
1: is pretty easy to do, actually. It was was, very simple. And they've got a decent amount of availability. So if you you don't find regular saver awards in business class, you can book a paid premium economy fare and then upgrade uh, to business. Yeah, it was. It was
2: about 26,000 Chris miles transferred from Chase.
1: Okay. So, uh, one very interesting thing about Chris Flyer is it is a partner of all of the transferable points. Very nice. So, you can transfer from City, you can transfer from Amex, uh, and you can transfer from Chase. The other one, I guess, is, is Marriott now. I was going to say uh, SPG. But yeah, you can transfer from Marriott as well. But what I like to do is you actually transfer from, uh, from City because I find City thank you rewards to to maybe be, just just barely, but the, the least valuable of the transferable point programs. Mm-hmm. Save the Chase points for, for something a little more exciting, maybe. And then Amex membership rewards. Perhaps Aeroplan is the best option there. Okay. But um, def, definitely an option. And there are some instant transfers as well. So if you find availability, you can then transfer over to, to Chris Flyer and then book. But other than that, there are uh, all, not all of the U.S. airlines. I guess American doesn't fly there. But United no. has uh, flights um, from... San Francisco as well. They used to do Los Angeles, um, which was the longest uh, United 787-9 flight, um, but that turned out to not be so profitable. It seems there are a lot of open seats on that flight, so they shifted it to San Francisco. I think it makes more sense for you know San Francisco to be a, a hub for connections. There's a lot more flights going in there, and also there's a lot of people in Silicon Valley that probably want to you know head to Singapore offices, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of business travel, which uh, depending on the route can make it a, a little tricky to get saver awards. Depends on the route and the day of the week. So if you're willing to travel on a day that doesn't have a lot of business travelers, then you know you're, you'll have a better chance of getting an upgrade yeah. or getting an award seat.
2: And I think another important thing to mention too about chris flyer is the waitlist awards, which they often don't release or it's harder to find uh, outright award space. Instead, they list waitlist space, which is not guaranteed that you get the seat. But it's still they've changed the rules recently. The program. Terms that they will now clear um, at least 14 days in advance. So if it doesn't clear within 14 days, then you can go ahead and find other alternative arrangements. So, you have more space. You have more time between that 14 day period during that 14 day period if you need to. So, you'll know
1: for sure if you're going to get it. Right, exactly. I've also heard that some people have success just calling in as you get closer to the departure date and and saying, hey, you know, I'm I'm waitlisted. Is there anything you can do? Mm. And then, if there's a lot of seats for sale, sometimes they'll they'll push it through. Not immediately on the phone, but they they forward it on to a different desk department that you don't get to speak to. Never Mm. hurts to ask. It never hurts to ask. Yes, definitely. And then as far as hotel options, I would say Singapore is among the uh, the richest destinations when it comes to points hotels. For
3: sure. About just about every major hotel brand has a presence there, for sure. There are so many from, you know, non-chain hotels or non-points chain hotels like the Four Seasons, Six Senses, you know, those kind of places to the Raffles and the Fullerton which are the classics, but there are tons of points hotels like a Conrad IHG has like at least one you know, hotel indigo Intercontinental two I'm intercontinentals
1: and then the the one one hotel that really stood out to me and I, I didn't have high expectations I'm not sure why but I was pretty pretty blown away I would say is the Andas yeah it's I've a stayed there. really cool property
3: yeah very very cool I I was there I think it had just opened like three days before so some things like the rooftop bar weren't finished
1: oh okay it was ready when i was there and yeah it's a cool place to watch the sunset yeah it was like those storms we were talking about yeah
3: it was really cool the the rooftop pool is amazing they had that great view of the cbd like it was just it was really cool cbd central Central business Business district District. yes yeah yeah.
1: but that's what they call it that's what they call it yeah and there's a lot of marriott hotels there's a saint regis which is yeah pretty affordable um, when it comes to saint regis yeah
3: for cash rates for sure and there's also a westin
1: Weston's nice. Mm-hmm. It's walking distance from the CBD, uh, and it's pretty new. Um, I was actually there on the opening weekend. Oh, wow. It's one of the nicest Westons I've, I've seen. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. A very nice club lounge, which is something you don't always see with Weston hotels.
3: Definitely not. Um, there's also a Grand Hyatt as well that's even cheaper points-wise than the Andas. It's 20000 a night, so that's a Category oh. 5.
1: Oh, I did. I stayed there the last time I was there. The okay, Grand, yeah, yeah. So the Grand Hyatt was nice, but I definitely prefer the, the yeah the Andaz is super cool. I would actually spend. Normally, you would see a Grand Hyatt and Andaz probably priced pretty comparably for yeah. redemptions, options. But here, I would I would say it's justified spending a little bit more uh, to get the Andaz. Yeah,
3: the Andaz is super super cool. I stayed at the Warehouse Hotel. The last time I
1: was there is that a design for hotel? two of the nights,
3: yeah, or a design or a tribute or one oh of those. tribute. Yes. I, I think I think I think it might Fort be a design There's too many hotel. I know now. way too many. That was a really cool space. It was like you know away from the CBD, near like Robertson Key, mm-hmm. so it was really close. To like cool, like more local restaurants. But it was kind of funny. My room didn't have any windows in it. It was a really cool design room, but it was so dark that I. When I fell asleep, there was just no hope of waking I've up.
1: I've never stayed in a hotel room without windows before. It was before.
3: wild. Yeah, it was wild.
1: Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. It, All right. Well, I might scratch that one off the list, <laughs> but if you're looking for a, a windowless hotel <laughs> experience. The, the,
3: the lobby the lobby was really cool. It had a really cool bar. And then outside it had this pool that was like a completely glassed-in box. Huh. And then... So like okay, if you you're were swimming. Okay, have to show me a picture later. Yeah. I, I'm struggling <laughs> yeah. to that.
1: you know one one thing I would I would recommend perhaps for the first time visitor is to to pick a couple hotels, especially if you have a longer stay. Because there's there's different areas to to focus on in Singapore, and definitely, it's not the most walkable city. But I've yeah. I've been able, to, you know, I've I've walked around the MTR. Is it called the MTR there? I yes, think? yeah. The subway system there is really uh, reliable. Um, it's unlike great our system here in It's New York.
3: great. It's so I love it.
1: <laughs> but but if you're if you're going for work, even you know maybe spend the your, your work nights in a CBD hotel, and then you know book Sentosa something in Sentosa for the weekend. Yeah. Or, you're looking to you know relax a little bit and maybe spend some time on the beach so it's it's definitely a well-rounded uh destination and also
2: there's a really good airbnb scene too when i stayed i stayed in an airbnb it was really affordable and most the pool culture in singapore is huge there's a there's an infinity pool i think just about on every building yeah so my airbnb we had access to an infinity pool and for a fraction of a price of well, the hotel. Marina
1: Bay Sands has uh, probably what's the world's most, most famous. famous. And it is really cool. Yeah. So cool. It's also maybe one of the world's most famous uh, selfie hotspots. Uh, yes. So there are many people that get in the pool just to take pictures of themselves. But you have to end. be a guest to <laughs> Yeah, you have to be pool. a guest. You do. And being a guest is not cheap.
2: No.
3: no it's, and you can't use points there. You cannot use points. No. But you can go up to a bar that's off to the side. You pay 20 Singapore dollars. And you go up to this bar and it's just like on the side of the pool. Oh, in the side, and your sky first park? drink is free or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it's it, whatever. It's it's basically nothing to go up if you get a drink. It has almost the same view. It's, you're not gonna have like that straight on, you know, view arms of your yeah, arms on the railing <laughs> right, of, of right. the infinity pool. But you can make it work. Yeah. And that's basically all that people do up there. It's like a it's like a mad dash with a
1: corner, like the most corner area of the bar. I, and I, I would say, um, you know, maybe instead of booking a second, I'm now having second thoughts on my suggestion. <laughs> maybe pick another destination in Southeast Asia. You know, I would say that if if you've never been to Asia before, starting in Singapore can make a lot of sense, but I would go on to somewhere else. So mm-hmm. maybe Bali's just a two hour flight. Yeah, everything uh, is so Bangkok's close. a two hour flight. You can fly nonstop to a lot of destinations. Uh, Borneo is nearby. There's there's just a lot of uh, of options. So Definitely. you can take
2: the ferry to Indonesia. Yeah. You can
1: take the ferry, which I'm I'm going to do, or at least I'm saying I'm going to do it. I've got well it. It's well worth it. I Need someone to push me over. Just like <laughs> well, <laughs> well it's inevitable that you'll be in Singapore yeah. this year. At yeah, some yeah, I'm sure it'll happen. <laughs> well, thank you guys so much for joining us. Uh, I will definitely catch up more on Singapore after another trip because there's a lot more to unpack. Uh, you know gardens by the bay, uh, digging into Sentosa. there's just a lot there. so thank you guys for joining me and we will chat again soon. That's all for this episode of Miles Away. Thanks again to Nick and Emily. Again, I am your host Zach Honig and this episode was produced by Caroline Shagrin with editing by Ryan Gabos. Our theme music is by Alex Schiff. If you like this episode, please subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts. Tell your friends, and we'll see you back here next Wednesday.
0: Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now
3: imagine them getting even softer over time.